We're gonna get the actual audio, dude. That should be like the intro to our actual. You, you might, you might want to watch it again because not, not all. Of you, you're not gonna. You don't get used. Oh all no, of no, it. no, 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 no. We can't use all of it. I, I definitely freak. I've watched that movie enough to know that. Um, cool. So hey, welcome to our first episode, guys. The high level experience. Uh, my name is Andrew Kamide, and I'm with my co-host Vit Mueller and our first guest Sergio Leone. He is. Uh, my co-founder in Chad HQ, he's my CTO, and he is a all-around fantastic software engineer and business expert. So I figured the first episode would be great to have him on. A um, little bit about Sergio before we uh, get into some questions and things like that. He uh, came over from Cuba, how long ago, Sergio? Six years ago? Seven years ago? It's going to be eight years. Eight years, yeah. And so when I first met Sergio, uh, I did not know like at all that he was just recently moved here from cuba like his english was perfect like everything right so it's like I was, when you told me that i was blown away so grew up in cuba learned software engineering in cuba came to the states and has been you know designing building and uh running a agency and and small business in miami with his other co-founders great human being fantastic person my brother in arms uh Sergio Leon. So we're, we're glad to have him on here as our first guest. Damn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. All right. So uh, we'll jump right into it. Uh, let me pull up my questions for you here, man. Uh, so one thing, <laughs> me and Vit were kind of talking about this. <laughs> uh, we, we wanted to throw you off a little bit with the first question. So, okay. Uh, so the question is, what are some perspectives or opinions you have about business, software development, or life in general that you feel are contrarian perspectives or like opinions that go against the status quo? So just in general, right? It doesn't have to be about high level, uh, just business, software, and life in general, just to feel like you're going against the grain. Like most people would not agree with you. I've, um, I've actually been thinking about this lately. Um, uh, and this might not be super, super contrarian, might not be a, a super hot take. Um, but people from my parents' generation, for example, uh, grew up thinking, hey, just work is something you go do because you have to, to get money to then go do the things that you want to do, right? And um, that's something that I deeply disagree with. Um, for, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, recent history and millennial culture and, and Gen Z culture has proven that that, can I swear in here? Is it okay? Yeah. Right. Sure. Go for your life, right? <laughs> That's very fucked up, right? So thinking like that is very <laughs> fucked up. Um, it's a uh, disservice to people, to yourself, if you do that to yourself, but also if you do that to your employees, it's a disservice to your employees and it's a disservice to the company itself. People are more productive and people are more, mm, let's say, better members of society when they're happy and they're fulfilled. So, oh, for sure. So, yeah, 100%. Here's, here's the TLDR on it, I guess. Um, go do something you enjoy uh, that you can make a living off of. If there's nothing you enjoy that you can make a living off of, Find a new hobby first. 
that you that you can monetize instead of going and build working on something that uh, a place or a culture or a company that you hate just to get money to go to be able to go do the things you enjoy do it the other way around it's going to be yeah. way better for you long term yeah or i mean there's go into it with a goal like so many people get stuck i think that's the biggest thing right it's like oh i'm just gonna work here because i can make money and i can go out, like party on the weekends or after work or something like that but you end up getting stuck in a career for 20 years and then you're screwed like go into it and say i'm out in two years like i have a goal i'm gonna make this money i, I have this in mind and then gtfo right right um, so i i yeah i totally agree with that yeah, yeah that's uh, a good point actually because you, you may not know like what you were like now uh, and then later on, you actually do figure out what you want to do, but then you can't do it because you don't have money. Then just yeah. do the career thing for two years, even though you might not like it, but like make those money and then you can do what you love. Or right. if you're like total feeling like a total loser and you're like, I don't know, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't fucking love anything. I just sit at home and just play computer games. Well, guess what? Just do that. There's make a career now. Computer games. Make money playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in in your brain, right, there's, there's a couple of hormones that regulate uh, brain activity and, and, and cognitive processes, right? Two big ones. You've got dopamine and you've got serotonin, right? So this is something that I've been on a discovery journey recently with uh, because I got diagnosed with ADHD and autism. I, I don't know, 32 years old, right? So it's been a trip. It's been a trip. Um, and it sent me down a couple rabbit holes studying and learning about it. Um, turns out the things that give you immediate gratification that people constantly chase after, dopamine is responsible for that. And, and your brain's ability to create or generate and consume and route dopamine um, plays a big role on it. But the effects are very fleeting. Serotonin, on the other hand, is more associated with longer-term happiness and fulfillment. So... Um, Sometimes you go and you put yourself through a, a bad situation or a tough situation, or uh, you go with a goal mindset and you say, hey, I'm just going to power through and because it's worth it in the end. But if you do it the other way around and you play with the dopamine and you put yourself in positions that give you dopamine hits in a controlled manner, you don't want to be become a slave to it. Uh, <laughs> Or, or you could, and then talk to Red Bull, and you might make money. <laughs> there's a there's a hobby that turns into a career right there. <laughs> but the point the point is, um, engineer immediate gratification, short term gratification, to let to get you the long way. So combine both immediate gratification uh, and and short term rewards for yourself in the things that you're doing. That only works if you enjoy what you're doing short term. So that you can go the long way and build value and build wealth um, and build so, relationships for whatever your long-term goals are. Yeah, that's an interesting take too, because, um, you know, I struggle with depression and I'm on like a very, I'm not on an SSRI. So SSRI is for serotonin. I'm on a uh, RD, something, NDRI or something like that. So it's, and it's like one of the intro drugs that they give you, you know, I, I had some I went through a divorce last year, so they gave me some of this. But I looked it up, and I never realized that it was for dopamine. And so now mm -hmm. that, that you talk about that, it gives me more insight. Like, maybe I'm doing myself a disservice by doing 
going the dopamine route, I didn't even know I was going the dopamine route with the, with the depression drug instead of trying to build up my serotonin because the dopamine is, like you said, is very fleeting. So maybe part of what I'm feeling and part of what brings me back to that is the feeling of like the release and then the downfall, like the release and, the, and then the, the, the come down almost. Right. So that's interesting. I'm going to look into that more. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is full disclaimer. I am not a neuroscientist. I am not a licensed. <laughs> I'm not licensed to practice medicine in the U.S. So this is my yeah. own experience. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, you need both. You need you need. Oh yeah, healthy levels of dopamine uh, throughout your day, uh, but you also need to be working towards something that is long term, mm -hmm. more permanent. Um, yep. That could be you know, that can carry you when dopamine is not there. Right. Yep. So, right. So dopamine for the short term, use it, use it as a way to get you to, to be more effective building the long-term thing. And that I think this sense. is a really good segue into what this podcast is about, right? Like we're all business owners here and running business. I mean, fuck, can be really it, tough gig sometimes, no. right? So this is a, how you get through it, have you know, feel good about what you do. So you enjoy doing it. So you actually perform better, but the, uh, but, uh, but B when you're actually talking to prospective clients and you're excited about what you do, it's addictive. It, they feel it. It's like, dude, like I want to work with you because it looks like, fuck you're like, if I have you in my corner, I'm going to do well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If people, when you're talking to people, when people see you having a good time at it, they're going to want to work with you. For they can want to work with you for many reasons, but this is going to be another one. If they see you having a good time at it, they're going to think that they're going to have a good time at it. So, yeah. One one thing I, I do have a bit of a problem with, which I have to continuously to self manage myself, is that is I love this shit so much. And when I mean this shit, I mean like high level, you know, building stuff, automations, not just for my business, but I get I get excited about it when I speak to small business owners and they've got this issue and like trying to work out how I help them. And I oftentimes like <laughs> perfect example today. I was supposed to do a 15 minutes onboarding call, right? Turn into a 90 minutes one because I was just excited. And the dude had some issues. He couldn't move his database from another platform that was like locking him out. I'm like, fuck them, bro. Let's just do a, you know, let's just do, well, we can just hook it out. And I was just over delivering and I felt good. But then after that, I was like, I got to put my business head on. This is not, <laughs> yeah. this is not scalable. <laughs> most, most people will tell you like, like cut the calls to 15, 30 minutes, like save your own time, like get straight to the point. Like, and I've never been good at that. Like Sergio knows, like I, I'll get off a call and I'll be exhausted. And it'll, it'll be like, I'll be like, dude, I just stayed on a call for two hours and I was just go over and over, like question after question after question, like thing after thing. And it just, it's because we're passionate about it. But at the same time, it's a it's a very bad thing to do long term because then we're just putting ourselves in an emotional uh, like vacuum, like we Absolutely. are training ourselves of of all that energy, right? And that's the downside, right? The upside is that the, the whoever that person is that you've just helped, like they'll be like, I'm sticking around. But hopefully, yeah. you don't have to train them up and explain. Look, this is probably not going to be like that every you time. Have a but... CTA on the back end, you know, <laughs> it's like if they love it so much, here, click here, sign up, you know. Yeah, um, I mean yeah. boundaries for Kill sure, me. right? I've, I've I've experienced that myself, but I've mm, also yeah. experienced that when you go above and beyond for somebody, um, you've you've made an ally and you've made 
so you've, you've gained somebody who's going to be rooting for you because they know you, they have you on their, on their corner. Right. So, yeah, yeah I no. will say, I will say the caveat to that though, Serge is like, that works for certain types of people. So people like us for sure. have recognized that. Cause, and the only reason I say this, cause when I was in the agency space, um, well, I still am, but like when I was only doing agency stuff, not jet HQ, um, I had customers who that's all I did was go above and beyond like too much. I was making good money from them, but the money was for the things I was delivering. And then I would over deliver and I would be available at no matter what time they called or texted. Right. Um, and the problem was, is that they don't value that as much as you think they do. And they drop you as soon as you mm -hmm. become an issue or they think that they can't afford you or something like that. Whereas in the space that we're kind of now Chet HQ, I feel like it's a little different because there's this understanding, especially from high level SaaS companies, they know how hard it is to then turn around and go, I'm going to run a SaaS company. So when like they see me and you on a call, I've, I've heard this like, oh my God, I get on a call with the CEO. I'm like, yeah, I'm, there's no one else to do it. Like, you know, like I, it's not special to me, but it is to other people. Right. So right. that's like, you can feel that respect or that uh, appreciation. Right. And people like take that way further when they understand what you're doing and how you're going above and beyond for them. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the caveat I guess I would put is make it sustainable, right? Go above yeah. and beyond when it is possible, when it is not hurting something else. Um, as when we started building Chat it was just you and I. We have a team yeah. now. So we now have the ability to delegate some things and focus more, be more customer focused. That's not always going to be like that, especially if you're starting out. Like if you're starting out a, a SaaS agency, um, and, and you're going it solo and it's going to be tough for a while. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I would definitely recommend getting a co-founder because accountability, but also cheering each other up is, is a big part of making it sustainable. Um, and then just scale at your own pace where it makes sense. Um, but Whenever you can, whenever it's possible, going above and beyond builds stickiness and builds loyalty with customers. That mm. that's my experience, and not just yeah. in charge you at at in my agency as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you said uh, get a co-founder because I brought that up uh, in the rep stack podcast that I did, mm. and he he clipped it and he put it on his reels. Uh, because I mentioned you and I mentioned how, like, if you don't have someone that you can, that you feel like, like family with, right. You don't like, there's like an intimate relationship between co-founders. And if you don't have that problems are huge. Like, like you, you can't solve problems easier. You can't communicate easily. You can't like take right. things from an idea to like an actual, like physical product or something that you create easily because you're just saying hey i want you like you're cool or like you're you're someone i can like build things with like come here let's go build the company like it doesn't work like that right right you like me and vit starting this podcast because at high level level up we're like dude we we've been talking this entire time we're like friends and we feel the vibes and it, we can definitely do this it's not like i just he just looked across the crowd and saw the tallest dude and was like, Hey, come on, let's do a podcast. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I killed him. 
Yeah, I still remember that moment. That was actually funny. We're um in the foyer along 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 amongst all the other vendors, right? And yeah, that was like a two days in since I like we like got to, got to meet each other like at the bar the day before or something like that. And I was like talking to you, and you were like, "Hey, have you listened to this podcast?" And like it was the Lenny's podcast, right? And then Lenny's podcast, oh, yeah. yeah. And then I was trying to like show you like <laughs> my podcast that I actually have podcast too, and like you know like trying to pitch my thing is like. And you were like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then, oh, wait, is that your podcast? I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> well, dude, so I saw the episode. I, I like saw some sort of promotion of the Sean episode with, with Sean Clark. And I just never knew you. I, we never met before. And so I was, I was looking at that when you said success inspired. I'm like, Vit. I was like, dude, he's got the same name as you. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's you. <laughs> like, it didn't remember- look like you in the picture. Yeah, I remember that. So, yeah. yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and what happened then? Uh, five seconds later, remember? Dude, I don't, we should do but... both us together. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah we just. I don't know. Like, went, what we was the segue into that? it? I think. I think the segue into it was like either me or you were talking about like high level. Like we're all really wired into this stuff and seemed like we're both passionate about high level and building shit. And uh, I think I mentioned like, yeah, it'd be really cool to have a podcast. To see- oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Because I was saying. Yeah, this is an old podcast. You know, I've done 70 episodes, but it's kind of broad. Uh, whilst I like it, I haven't released an episode for a while, but I'm looking to do something. Wouldn't it be awesome like if there was a podcast, like really specific for the community? And then I think you said, let's do it together. Let's just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, It's here amazing, guys. I mean, for me, this is ultra amazing because, um, you know, I've never been to US and the whole trip to uh, Dallas and full full transparency here, at the beginning of the year, I had about, I don't know, 10K in my bank account, like on my, on my company's bank account. I'm struggling with some cash flow and just sort of kicking in. But um, I bought the bullet, bought accommodation, flight, every, the whole lot, you know, so straight away 5K down, right? And, um, and, I, and I remember that story, you know, the Jim Carrey story when he was starting out as an actor and he wrote himself a check to a million. Like, mm-hmm. went, right? I kind of liked that analogy, so I was like, well, I can't really afford I mean, I can afford it, but it's not a smart thing to do. I should probably keep it in and reinvest in ads and stuff. But at the same token, I was like, you know what? If I, if I do this now, the, um, the universe is an amazing thing and awesome shit will just happen. And then that, like I went to Dallas, never been to US. It's been amazing. I met so many, you know, great people. We, we hang out straight. I think it was Sunday. We went out to uh, Terry's Black for barbecue, all, mm-hmm. all three of us, the rest of the bunch. And um, yeah, it's been it's been really good. Yeah, man. So that uh, this is uh, a great a culmination of events, right? So, mm. um, but hey, Sergio, I got I got a few more questions for you here. Um, and by the way, guys, if you listen to this, we do get off topic quite a bit, uh, just because that's going to be the the format of this show. The reason it's called the High Level Experience. Shout out to Joe Rogan, is because we love the way that Joe Rogan runs his podcast. There's questions. But it's a conversation, right? So we do, you're going to hear questions, you're going to hear segments, you're going to hear topics, but we do get off topic and we rant and we, you know, branch off and things like that. So uh, we'll try to pull it back into the format as, as much as possible. But if we end up talking about something for an hour and it's really, really cool and interesting, we'll just go with it. Um, but on that note, Sergio... What about high level originally grabbed your attention? Was there something specific a, a, yeah. or a problem that you were trying to solve that brought this you This is going to be level? funny. 
uh, the API. Yeah. (laughs) So I was running uh, Facebook ads and and doing some automation uh, for a customer. And he bought high level or he was trying to use high level. And he was like, hey, you're you're an engineer. Can you can you figure this out? Can you make the Facebook um, lead form ads just go into high level? And then can we integrate it with this software that we that we're using Vonage? I don't know if you're familiar. Um for for Vonage, dialing yeah. out. Yeah. Um and he was like, you know, there, yeah, there's an integration with it now. Can you go figure it out? And I started looking into it. Uh, it was really simple setting it up, but then I figured out, hey, they have an API, and there's a lot of things that we could do here. And immediately something flipped in my head because we at the agency, we had been using, oh my God, so many different things before. And I was like, this is great. This is this is something that I can uh, deploy right away. That's gonna re, uh, replace a bunch of software that we're using, and because it has an API, I can actually build a migration path. It doesn't have to be to start using this and and quit doing all the other software right away. There's actually a way for me to build an on ramp for it for my team, which are mostly non technical at the agency. Right. So it was the API. It was the API that hooked me. Um, and then the, the next aha moment for me was realizing that there was the ability to add custom JavaScript and custom CSS. Cause then that just opened up the door to so many other yeah. integrations and customization yeah. inside a high level. I was like, heck yeah. Yeah. It's so, funny that that's such a double-edged sword that custom JavaScript, yeah. right? Like they, mm-hmm. they opened up the floodgates and then they're like, oh man, we really shouldn't have done that. So many security risks, and then they went to now they're going to the marketplace. And yeah, um, there's there's a, there's a big reason we haven't done it in ChatSU exactly the way that high level did it because, yeah. yes, it is freaking awesome, but it, it is a double edged sword, it comes with a lot of risks. And once you open those floodgates, they're still going back. Yeah, mm, cool, man. Um, that, that, was, that was a good question. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so what's your favorite feature right now in high level? Mm-hmm. It's not more, it's not a, as much a feature as like my favorite recent development is high level realizing that the extension builder community or the integrations community has grown so much that they now need to make API and integrations and a developer ecosystem a first party thing. And that doesn't mean just for people who are building um, applications that integrate with high level, like, like we are, but also for larger agencies that have more demanding customers or who have integrations with software that is entrenched in, in customer spaces. It is never, it has never been easier to combat customer objections of the sort of, no, but we're using uh, MindBody or we're using so-and-so, so we're, right. we're not going to move away, right? It's never been easier to be able to say, yes, Mr. Customer, Mrs. Customer, 
don't worry. We have a full path for integrating with external systems. Uh, you don't have to give up on the things that you're doing. We can create a non-brand for you and you can use our platform or our services where it makes sense without having to give up on the things that you're doing. So that creates yeah, a, a... That's huge. Yeah. That creates a path for agencies to become increasingly embedded and sticky in their customers' business without having their customers have to quit cold turkey on the software but, and the processes that they're, that they're currently yeah, which is what software should be. I mean, like if you think about software in general, it's like integrations are the lifeblood of software, right? Try yeah. the connecting the dots, no matter if it's like three dots or 300 dots, right? And so yeah. when when I was in my agency, and, and I'll vet if you had any uh, experience with this, but I went through exactly what Sergio was talking about, where it's like, oh, well, we use this. Oh, why right, fuck. Let me try to figure out how to connect it. Because this was three years, four years ago. When high level was, you know, I, I've been using high level for five years now since they moved from law offices to marketing agencies, right? Um, and so, like, trying to fucking connect the dots is, it's like, how do you do that? You just don't, right? right? It's like yeah. now it's easier than ever. Like Sergio said, it's great. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, what, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to add, add, add my two cents to it. I think that's really important to be able to do that. Um, I, I mean, I'm not super technical on that front when it comes to APIs. I've not done zero work on that front. But I get the idea and being able to um, provide the customer with a solution that does, and that's a big one, that doesn't disrupt their current operations, right? Because that's yeah. one of the worst things that can happen to any business when you have a sudden change with a lot of things at once. Because that's ugly. That's fucking chaos right yeah they usually go bad they revert it's like fight or flight right they usually fall away and go back to what they're used to what they're comfortable mm. it's like the comfort zone thing right what worked yeah. for them before yeah so there's a big opportunity in helping even inside of inside of america right just just america there's a big opportunity in helping small businesses and traditional businesses move to a digital uh, process or a digital like online processes. It's amazing how many local businesses are not using digital technology at all. In 2023, that's mind-blowing. It's amazing how yeah. many businesses are still using pen and paper and have this massive overhead of human labor and, and analog systems and processes. Um, yeah. So the big Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. That, that's crazy rock. you brought that up, though. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. I got a very uh, exciting so, thing. I was just dreaming about this last night, so I'll I'll say it afterwards. <laughs> it's it's insane that you brought that up. Go ahead. There's a massive opportunity in enabling digital transformation for local businesses in 2023 yeah. and the U.S. Uh, because that's where am I where where I am, but also in the rest of the world. If you look at Latin America, if you look at Africa, if you look at you know Southeast Asia. Um, in Eastern Europe, right? There's so many opportunities to enable digital transformation for businesses who have not had a digital presence before or who are still using like old school methods. Um, it's huge. The problem is you're not going to be successful in helping a traditional quote-unquote legacy business become a digital first business if your onboarding path or your on-ramp causes disruption in the way that they're doing things mm -hmm. right now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, as an expert, you need to you need to be the bridge builder. If you don't build the bridge, like they don't want to build the bridge and they don't want to go over the bridge until it's built. Yep. Right? So if you can't do that, then they're just they're gonna be like, well, first of all, what's taking so long? Why is the bridge taking forever to be built? And second of all, if it's not built, I'm not gonna jump, right? I'm not gonna I wanna walk over this bridge. I'm not gonna swim, I'm not gonna get wet. I'm going to, I want to walk over this bridge. So the, the dream I had last night, <laughs> it was like, it's weird. Cause I, it was like a dream, but it was like, I was half awake cause I was thinking about work. Um, but Serge, me and you are starting a SAS, right? Um, mm-hmm. yes. well, other than Chet HQ, right? We're going to do a high level SAS. So we're going to help our customers at Chet HQ or our high level customers. Uh, we're going to, you know, obviously prove some concepts and things like that, uh, running Chet HQ through high level SAS. But I was thinking about my dad's business. So my dad runs a uh, pool company, a p- pool construction company in Chicago. And my God, it is the most paper. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like it reliant, uh, paper, yeah. paper reliant fucking business I've ever seen. Files and cabinets and cabinets of files. And so I was mm-hmm. just thinking with uh, High Level's new file upload stuff, right? Yeah. That all these businesses that are local businesses can start to actually translate, literally just scan. You have Adobe scan on your phone. So you scan and process documentation into contact records into high level and start to organize that in a way that is like completely different than what they're used to. And I don't know, I don't know why I was thinking about, I was thinking about like what niche we should go into and all this other stuff. Right. But then I was thinking about that with my dad's company. I was like, just imagine like an office with no file cabinets. Like my, obviously my office has no file cabinets, but like a a business that runs, I mean, he does, he used to do like 5 million a year in pools, like very small business, right? Not a huge pool company, Um, but he's the only owner, right? So Mm. small business, but I mean, fuck six file cabinets, like tall six foot file cabinets, right? Um, Huge. And then boxes, boxes, boxes on top of, you know, like a ceiling left, like a, a stack or like a, a shelf from yep. years past. All it takes is lie the match, mate. Lie the match, make a point. Match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get the insurance money, it'd probably stop going to work, which would be nice. But I yeah. was going to uh, just say this. I mean, I, I've, I've been making a list. Of, like, I really love the idea, like, foot in the door, foot in the door. Like, what is a really good, low hanging fruit, foot in the door services, right? Recently, I've been like really loving the conversation AI. This is a really good one. I have never heard of anybody b- about that one. It's literally like, who's like your name? It's, system. it's my niche is fucking dinosaurs and my foot in the door is <laughs> dinosaurs digitizing their documentation into a CRM pipe and so, linking up evidence against our contacts, right? Yeah, we call them dinosaurs, right? But when you approach them, you got to say legacy oh. businesses, like Sergio said. Give, give them a little, <laughs> little fluff, give a little pat on the back. Water and cold legacy, legacy business. Old school. It's old okay. School. Okay, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I like I, that, dude. Uh, I've got all the love for for legacy businesses. It's a hard <laughs> geek. I love um, dinosaurs, man. I, I, shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. so hey, uh, so there's two two questions left, man. Then we'll we'll jump in segment. Um, okay. So, what are you looking forward to most in the future releases of High Level, and why? <clears throat> well, there's a few things that High Level has talented that were interesting to me so last year not this year last year they said 
um, they were giving us the ability to add multi-branding, like multiple different agency brands uh, to the web platform, which would be freaking amazing because then that would let you build a front end for different types of niches and have people buy and log in and, and be in brand. Um, that didn't happen for the entire year. And I, I don't know that, that they're still working on that, but that they haven't said that they're killing it. So that's, that would be amazing. Um, and then the ability to, to bridge experiences from outside high level in a more native way is something that I'm really looking forward to. So the way that they let us do that today is with iframes. So you can go and build uh, something outside or you can go and, and buy like white label, another platform, build another platform, use open source software. You can bring it into high level as an iframe. So that's already possible today. It's been possible for a while. We now have some, some tools to make that experience better. But what's coming is actually the ability to bring things into high level as a platform that are going to actually be native to the platform. So I'm talking right. uh, widgets and sections for the funnel builder, and I'm talking widgets for the dashboard, and I'm talking bringing entire new pages that sit within the application, someplace in the application that are not iframes, that have full native integration with high level. Um, for example, ChatHQ, right? Like building the ability to add a ChatHQ widget or an element in as a funnel element, like drag and drop it yeah. in, things like that. But, yeah, yeah. But not just that. So this, they announced this thing, which is an idea still, um, during Level Up Summit, and but they're they're calling it the high level cloud platform, and what that mm. means, or what that's supposed to mean, is the same way that you go, for example, to Bubble.io and Bubble.io gives you a platform and it gives you building blocks and then you can build something on top of it that is unique to you because you went and you found a problem out there in the market that people are happy to pay money for and then you build it. Um, so that's kind of, or WordPress, like you can, you can uh, stand up a WordPress and install a few plugins and build something custom on it. You can do this in, in many other platforms, by the way. Just those two are notable ones. Um, but the point is, high levels becoming more of that base level platform. And that's where they're going with API first. And that's where they're going with native integrations. And that's where they're going with expanding the surface of hooks and incoming webhooks and outgoing webhooks and the ability to bring experiences in the platform. So I'm really excited for that because one, that means it's going to be easier for us to provide a top level user experience for our users, but also it's going to be, that's going to make high level into something that people can go and actually build a SaaS business that is not necessarily marketing related on. Mm. Right. You just. You just brought a really interesting point, and that is, you know, us, all of us, right, using high level, it's, it's, we've got this amazing community, there's 52,000 at, you know, at current date, and we're all using the same software, in a way, we, we are in competition, but the community is friendly, but 
what I've been seeing a lot is, you know, some sort of a do it in price, which is just, you know, a downhill race doesn't work. Now, what you're talking about here is this, I mean, it's, there's already a lot of opportunities how you can have uniqueness in what you deliver and like how you build your unique, you know, selling point with, with the software and like with a little stacking on other, you know, other technique, the technology onto it. But with this, that just opens it up even further. So the amount of possibilities to have a unique selling point as a software company is mm-hmm. just going to like expand. And so just to, if you guys are listening and in your head, you're, you're just like looking at how do I differentiate? And you just keep on thinking the base high level and that is, okay, I'm just going to differentiate on pricing. Like forget about pricing. You need yeah. to think. You need to think bigger, and you need to think premium. Don't don't you know right? I mean, don't 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 play that you know pricing game. It's just downhill battle. Doesn't work for you. It's not going to work for you. It's not going to work for customer. You're going to have a business that is just pain in the ass to run. There's not enough profit mm-hmm. margin. Anyway, just a bit of a rant there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You're right. Um, so what this uh, switch or this shift. And the way that high level is building uh, towards API first and becoming an actual platform does is it reduces the barrier to entry for all of us who already are embedded in the platform to go and build something custom, something that nobody else has. And then the only barrier between you and success is going to be how well can you go out into the market, find a bad enough problem that a large amount of people have that are willing to pay for it, right? Which is business and product configuration, product creation, one-on-one. You need to find a, a problem. You need to find the people who are willing to pay for it. And then you give them a solution. Traditionally, right. you would have gone and if you're an engineer like myself, you would have gone and spent, I don't know how much time, it depends on what you're doing, or you would have hired an engineer or a development agency, or you would have gotten a co-founder who was an engineer and build it. And that has a lot that any of those routes would have been a lot of upfront investment in time in money, um, high level becoming a cloud platform would, will give people the ability marketing agencies, the ability to reduce the amount of investment that they have to do upfront. So you get the best of both worlds, custom, bespoke, enterprise ready delivery for business solutions at a fraction of the cost that we were taking to build something from scratch. So I'm, yeah, pre- I think even, even without the cloud platform, that's something that, that you really need to understand as a business owner, like, especially when you're building software, mm-hmm. you don't build and then find your customer. Right. That's how you fail. Like we, me and you, Serge, we've, I mean, I've done plenty of training under like Dan about this and he's, he's a huge advocate for this where it's like, dude, build something in PowerPoint, just put slides together. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like going out and handing out like a piece of paper and saying, would you guys buy something like this? Like, would you buy something like this? Find the people that want to buy your product, then go build it. You can even pre-charge like kickstarter.com. I got buddies. Shout out to uh, Jeff Chin, Andrew Nerger, board game designers, right? They go on Kickstarter. They, they play test these board games with me and a bunch of other people. You know, I've been with them. I've been friends with them for a decade now, and I've helped them pretty much from the beginning, from the first board game. I'm actually in their first board game as a character, which is crazy. Um, 
But dude, cool. so they they build these board games, they build a concept, they go to Kickstarter with a video, the concept, uh, like right, like all this stuff, and they say, "Give me money for this." And and now they have a reputation, so people are like all over it, right? They're like, "Oh, this this company is going to be, they're going to put out another masterpiece." Wait, wait, so, wait. So there's no product. So they don't, they don't have a product. They just have a concept. They have no a product. Have, have, you ever, have, you, have you ever been to Kickstarter.com? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's the idea is that they have a product. They have like one working product. Either it's uh, physical or sometimes it's online. Like there's a board game arena and a tabletop simulator. So they build a lot in t- tabletop simulator, especially during, especially during COVID, right? So we game all the time online. And so they'll go to Kickstarter with a... Uh, like I was in a couple of their commercials, right? Uh, so like their first one, they had a commercial and then they had the physical product, but like one physical product and then they collect money and they go build it. They have a, um, distributor, they have board game manufacturers, they have all this stuff. And so now they already know, Hey, we made 35% profit. The rest goes source construction. We can start working on our next product. Right? So the idea here is stop building. And go find a customer, go find two customers, go find five people that are willing to pay you money for a solution and then go do it. And high level makes it really easy, right? The, all the solutions are already built. You don't have to build the software. So yeah, I like that. If you're, if you're brand new to high level, you might have not heard of this, but you will at some point add this thing called skateboard method. And, yeah. uh, you know, yes. we love high it's level. Sean, it's it. just it's, called the Sean Clark method. That's Sean Clark method. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> If I uh, if I can do it a good justice, it's basically you know like if you're trying to get from point A to point B in the quickest way, you're not gonna go in a warehouse and start building a freaking Rolls Royce, right? Just like go and maybe look in your shed and just pick up a pair of wheels and put a put a desk on, and you got a skateboard and go, and that's your first version, right? Version one, and you go with that and get feedback, and then you iterate, and that's how the like exactly what we say like it's the quickest way to get out of the market, and even if you like you said like. Uh, was it PowerPoint? Like you go with a PowerPoint, you're speaking to people, get your first customers. Even if they don't buy, they will tell you something. They give you some feedback, right? And so you take mm-hmm. that back in. Now you're developing. Um, it's a big Amen. one. So hey, we got we got one more question for Serge. Um, okay, let's hear it. Vit, you want to take this last one, bro? Uh yeah, sure. Um, so Serge, um, you've been high level for a while. And um, we've been talking about some technical stuff. Um, but if there's somebody right now, somebody uh, listening right now, and um, they're at ground zero, you know, they may have just started an agency. They um, they're potentially considering high level. Um, what would you? What advice would you give them? Okay. Um, hmm. Okay, so the first thing that I would say is ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for the right reasons? Am I starting something up for the right reasons? Or am I doing it like, am I going to find fulfillment in building an agency and helping other people? If the answer to that is not, (laughs) you're likely not built for it. Um, You're likely would be better doing something else. If the answer is fuck yes, what even is that question? Then you're on the right path. Um, find a small group of people that have a problem. Um, if they've tried other things before that didn't work, uh, then the better. 
because they're already in a mindset where they'll invest time, effort, and or money to solving that problem. And get them to say, yes, I'll give you some money if you can solve this problem for me. Um, whenever I've done this in the past, we first did it in college with a bunch of students and we built something uh, for, for a bunch of students in, a, in, in my year. Then we did it internally at a company that I work uh, for uh, and built an internal tool and started by doing this. Hey, would you, would this thing help you? We did it then when we, I did it again when we started building Chatechini and got seven or eight people to say, yeah, I'm going to pay you $79 a month if you give me something that solved this problem. And back then it was team communication. Um, and then we did it again in, in Chatechini when we pivoted to what Chatechini is today. Right? So step one, make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. Step two, go and find a group of people, four, five people who will give you money before you even build anything. And then use that money that they'll give you to start delivering value to them as soon as possible. The good thing about high level is it only takes them buying for high level to create the location. There's a set of set of business features that are in every SaaS mode account that high level creates. Business messaging, email, um, phone, social uh, posting, social that. There's some things that high level is not going to let you take out. They're always going to be on. So that can be your MVP to people, right? Mm -hmm. Without having to build anything, just go find somebody who will give you, uh, I think they're changing the minimum advertised policy, but as long as you're not advertising publicly, if you can find people who will give you $49 a month, do it. And then yep. once you have five, six people, look at who they are, what they're doing, how are they getting value, and leverage their feedback and their testimonials to go and find more people who look like that. Don't worry about a niche. Pick a few customers. Get Keep the most successful ones, and that's your niche. I love it. If I may Demo. top that message in a different sense as well, like mm -hmm. or to strengthen it even more, is like you said, just find people and get them to give you money on a concept that you haven't even built. If you guys are listening to this and you're like, there's no way, I'm not a seller. Like, how do I do that? Well, let's go back to step one. Like, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons, right? And if you're doing it for the right reasons, that means you're excited about doing it. And so if you're excited about what you are wanting to do, when you do talk to those people, again, I said at the beginning of the podcast, when you're excited about stuff, when you love what the, the opportunities that you could do, people, it's kind of like this energy, it's transferable. Like it's, yeah. people feel it. People will, will stick to you. They will buy into you and they will give you money. Yeah, not, not to toot my own horn here, guys, but I'm a terrible salesperson and that's what I have going for me. I, I just bring my energy. I am this like ball of, caffeine and like excitement on calls and I ramble. I literally apologize to customers. Like, I'm so sorry I rambled. Yesterday I was doing the same thing. He's like, no, 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 it's cool. Like I learned a lot, you know? Um, and uh at Level Up, uh 
somebody that we were talking to is like, dude, you always bring the energy. And I'm just like, this shit is so awesome. Like everything I feel like yeah. everything I'm doing, like, sure, you get up, you get tired, you're tired in the morning, you don't want to work. But then you get on a call with somebody, you start doing something you actually enjoy doing as a task or a project, and it just flips the script, right? So I couldn't agree with that more. I am not a salesperson. I ran, I I got my agency up past like 300,000 a year by myself, no VAs. I used some white label services, all paid ads, everything like that, uh, like for my customers. I did all cold calling, just picked up the phone. I have a script. Uh, I used um, uh, Scott Chanel channel, Scott channel, Scott Chanel. He does uh, cold call scripting for enterprise companies. And literally I just picked the phone and was like, Oh, hey, how you doing? Uh, who, who am I talking to? Oh, this is Mary. Oh, hey, Mary, it's Andrew. Uh, you know, I was wondering, is there, who can I speak to about marketing? Like, who can I speak to about your marketing service? Oh, that's John. Uh, all right, is there any way I can talk to John? And literally, I did that about 50 times. I got 10 customers and the rest, I, I just didn't sell. I just talked to people and I had this energy, like, I can do this for you. I can help you out. So, you know, I feel like a salesman because I made progress, but I'm not a salesman. I learned all these sales techniques. I'm like, I never did that once ever. Right. Here's so I here's the way that I, yeah, here's the way that I see it. Um, and I'm sure that some people will not fully agree with it, but mm. if contrarian if take, I love it. We got to have like a little thing, like boom, 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 like contrarian. I, I, take. <laughs> I know, I know this is going to resonate with some people. So it's, it's not, it's not like a tip. Uh, uh, tinfoil hat type of thing. Um, no, no, no. It's just there's there's a spectrum, right? The contrarians <laughs> and the status um, quo. Yeah. The most enjoyable sales experience for for somebody who's buying it, for somebody who's selling, is the the feeling that whoever's on the other side of it when you're trying to buy something, where you're trying to solve a problem. Their first goal is to understand where your problem is and to give you a solution. Right. Mm-hmm. From my experience, if you, and this is what I mean by doing it for the right reasons. I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, my agency started out designing and printing and selling features, like graphic features. And then we started adding more physical media stuff. For the longest time, we didn't even sell high-level. Um, as we started growing and hiring people, we started getting into scaling problems. We started getting in, into um, challenges with processes and scaling and delegating that we didn't have a solution for. We build solutions for that. We build processes for that. Now we turn around and deploy those processes for the customers that we have using high level. And that is the, the bedrock and it's a cornerstone of the way that we sell high level. We're not going out and, and trying to reach the biggest audience possible. We're, we're handpicking the customers that we want to work with, with because each new customer that we bring on adds a ton of leverage to what we're doing. And we know for sure that the things that we're selling to them, the, the services that are providing, and we're making money off of it, of course, but we know that we're going to make an impact in their business. So yeah. that's the right reason yep. for us, right? So that's, right. that's, that's a good way. Said. I'm sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say what you said uh, is super important that helping them find a solution is why you're on that call. Your solution might be the solution, but the, the there's, uh, you, you know, let, so we talked about Lenny's podcast and in Lenny's yeah. podcast, April Dunford was on it. Uh, I, so I read April Dunford's positioning book a year ago. Didn't realize it. Uh, Dan Martell, uh, referred it right to his, his community, his, his, uh, students. And then that's where I realized I knew April Dunford. So I bought her new book, but that Lenny's podcast, she talks about being a buyer of software, especially in enterprise scenarios is harder than being a seller because the, the downfall of a failed purchase for you, whether you're a manager or whatever you are in that organization could be getting fired, losing your job. If you bought the wrong software, right? It could cause disastrous effects. So helping you, helping that person come to a solution is, is the goal, whether it's making them feel better, whether, so most people in the agency industry, and this is coming from a lot of that, like, you know, Dan Henry, crazy discount funnel, like just sell, sell, sell kind of thing. And the one call close bullshit where oh, thumbs up, um, you know, it's like the high pressure sales, you're going to get so much churn. And you're going to get people that either make the wrong decision or they don't make a decision because they're too afraid to make a decision because there's too much risk. Right. So, yeah. And by the way, pitch to April Dunford. Uh, if you guys want her new book, Sales Pitch, fantastic. That's where that's where all of this, the entire framework is in there. Um, so yeah. here's, yeah. here's some it. perspective on on yeah. that. It doesn't only apply in high end enterprise sales where you look at the bottom oh, no. of the market. Yeah. And you're working with small businesses, especially small businesses where it's one or two owners and they're not super tech savvy. You have the same thing, except this time it's they could lose their business if they make a wrong decision. Yeah. So buying is super stressful. Or just, for, just cause disaster. Like, like we talked about building a bridge. Like you could literally cause so much turmoil in a small business, right? Like that it just, why, why would they make that decision now? You have to help them. So I think this is going to be a really good segue into um, the next segment after the next segment where we're going to focus on one specific strategy. Um, I'm not going to go into it now, but stay tuned in about 30 minutes, maybe less. <laughs> we'll delve into <laughs> that. Now, speaking gonna, of sales. Well, we got our geek out segment coming up. Yeah, we got a geek out segment. Before we get to that one, just speaking on 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 the word of sales, um, you know, put you in the spot there, Sergio. 30 seconds, okay. pitch your offer. Okay, so here's the pitch. Um, if you're starting out, like I've mentioned, you know, you're, you're doing this method of going and finding um, a group of people for whom you can deliver results and solve a problem. You need things, you need services, you're gonna need services that can get them quick results. Um, the base layer of services in high level is great for that. ChatSU is a great companion for that. So ChatSU can help you build custom journeys on, on the websites of your customers to get people to stay longer on the websites and to get people to take the calls to action that matter to them in that moment. It's, there's an on-ramp in, in how much it costs. You can even start for free right now. So. It's a great companion for that initial journey, um, but it's also built in a way that it grows with you and it lets you deliver more value as you need more things out of it. 
So it's a great way to start out an agency. It's a great way to bring additional value that doesn't require human labor to scale the value that you're providing to customers. So that's my pitch. Go check out chatisu.io and it's going to it's going to help you both if you're starting out or if you're already established and you just want to scale the value that you're delivering to customers and the revenue you're getting from. Yeah. As somebody that is, you know, is outsider here, I would like to just tap into this because I do love what you guys do and what you showed me at Level Up, Andrew. Um, that was mind blowing. I think that's a really, really um, an excellent way to actually pitch. I mean, that's also already a, a free prospecting tool in high level, right? You can kind of bundle that together with what you've got. You mind just sharing really quickly what we're talking about here, Andrew? Or, yeah, or, sure, man. Yeah. First of all, I just want to touch on this is a weird situation because I'm also co-founder of Chet HQ. So Sergio is my co-founder and partner. So his pitch is kind of my pitch. It's not always going to be like that on this podcast, right? But uh, if you are a high-level agency as well, like marketing agency, it fits into that same mold. So like we're trying to talk to SaaS agencies and that's where Sergio is coming from there. But if you're a high-level agency, if you're just selling marketing services, if you have a website, ChatHQ is your go-to, right? Like you just throw it on your website, do your thing. So there's a lot of benefits there. Um, so to answer your question, Vit, ChatHQ, uh, I can actually show, well, we're not going to go into the showing, obviously, because there's an audio side of this podcast, but uh, the idea here is that we took a, a like a generic chat widget. Like if you think about a, what a chat widget is, it's an element, it's an object that goes on a website or inside of a software application and it pops up and you can chat and you can chat with somebody on the other side, right? So what we did was we said, there's got to be more to this and there's got to be things that people can do with this that aren't just chat. So we created this like structure that almost resembles Linktree, Okay. And within that structure, we created tools. We call them conversion tools. And those conversion tools could be things like forms and surveys, calendars, uh, links to other pages, chat, some sort of SMS or live chat, uh, iframes, like all kinds of different tools that you can build these link tree-like structures inside that web chat frame. So it's not just a typical web chat. And then what we did was we said, okay, we need people to click this. We need people to like bring this into reality, because now not everyone's going to click that little button in the bottom right corner. So we created dynamic pop-ups. We call them today targeted prompts, but we're changing that to smart pop-ups. So what we're doing is we're giving you the ability to create these journeys, these customer journeys on websites and within applications for customer success and support. So you can interject, you can get in front of people and engage with them at the right time with the right content to get them to take action, right? And so like whether they're on this page or on this page and they're going and they're scrolling down or whatever they're doing, you can jump in there with different formats of pop-ups and talk to them and speak to them directly with a call to action, with rich media, with like video content. So we're just creating this all around engagement system, whether it's engagement for sales, engagement for support or engagement for success. We're giving you all the tools at your fingertips to engage with the people that you need to engage with, with the message and the the call to action that you need to engage them with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. All right. So now, well, thank you so much, uh, Serge, for um, for sharing. Um, it's been really insightful. And um, now, for those of you guys listening, um, we know about you. Don't worry. It's not just three us talking here in the room. We're doing it for you. And I know you're listening right now. If you're listening right now, we appreciate you. And now it's time to move over into the next segment, which we're super excited about. 
and the segment is called weekly geek out segment so when we were designing the episode structure me and andrew we decided we like kind of like wanted to provide you a lot of value right we really like the joe rogan style which is the interview bit done done it just done it but um we wanted to segment things out a little bit as well afterwards which is going to be a little more specific a little bit more short and snappy so this next segment is called the weekly geek out segment if you've been a high level for a while, you know, sh- sh- typically, you know, the old classic, Sean coming at you. And uh, if you're somebody like me uh, who loves this shit, this is your day, this is your morning, you know, coffee news, you know. I mean, for me anyway, like since I've been high level the last two years, first thing in the morning, I'll look up, you know, go in a group and I look up, you know, pinned post by Sean, Sean coming at you. And I just, you know, I just got to, I just got to absorb this new latest and greatest and dive into it. So. Here we go. Welcome back, fellow data wizards and automation aficionados, to the weekly GHL Geek Out segment, your one-stop pixel potion for the freshest Go High level updates, where we dissect every bite and bit with a dash of digital delight. So, Andrew, me and you have been looking up some, some topics for this segment today. What have we got? Yeah, I got a couple specifically because Serge is here uh, because he is a master wizard developer. Uh, and so a lot of people kind of uh, glaze over the development side. <laughs> I'm, I'm always going to talk you up, bro. Come on now. You're, you're, you're good at what you hey, do. Yeah, I right? appreciate it. Uh, you're my brother. Um, so no, but seriously, like people glaze over the development side. So if they, something that I kind of come across as an, as an agency owner going into software now, um, I didn't know half the things I know now like then about development right so uh, not even close half like 90 percent. but with that when people post like sean posts or anyone else posts about development stuff people just they don't care they don't understand it they don't go so so what i want to do is i wanted to shed light on two things uh well we got a couple more but like two things that sergio can really help shed light on uh that are in the geek out section uh segment today um so the first one is um Developer API updates, support for external authentication, and webhook configuration. Mm-hmm. So this one, I know, is super, super near and dear to us at Chat HQ. And uh, Sergio, I'm sure you have a lot to say about this one. So, so tell us more about like what is external authentication and webhook configuration in terms of like what they just updated here in high level. Right. So, to make it. Um, to make it a bit more accessible to people who may not be software engineers. When you think about APIs and webhooks, or when you hear APIs and webhooks, um, what that means at its core, and I'm just Eli, Eli 5, right? Explain like I'm 5. Um, what it means at its core is there are now ways in which you can have software that is running outside a high level. That can be your own SaaS, or it can be some other software as a service that you're buying to subscribe into to talk to high level, to send data in and out of high level, to achieve composability between different systems. And why is that important? Because it's rare that high level is going to be 100% of the software technology stack that you or your customer are going to use. So by letting high level as a platform talk to other systems, you can bridge the gap and 
provide joint value between high level and that other system or that other process. So webhook and, and external authentication means that you now can safely send information over from high level, or you can safely bring features from another application into high level by authorizing and authenticating the user or authenticating and authorizing the user on an external system. So let's say you have... Yeah, I was going to say, give us an example. That, that'd yeah. be a perfect... Yeah. <laughs> so let's say you're using Google Workspace, right? And you're using uh, Google Drive, you're using Google Meet, you're using um, uh, Gmail, for example, right? Um, High Level does this under the hood and they've done it for the longest time. Now with this new releases, you have the ability to do integration and authentication to your Google workspace that high level didn't expose before. So now you can go and do things that high level didn't do for you. And you can go and build integrations or connect systems in a way that is specific to your business or your customer's business. Yeah. So, yeah, so let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in really quick, sir. So, uh, so for example, if you're listening to this uh, and you're confused at what he's talking about, so when when you integrate Google, so you go to the integration section of the settings and you connect your Google account, that's what's called OAuth, like authentication, right? You're authenticating your Google account with high level. It's bringing data in from your Google account, things like calendars, emails, whatever, right? So even if, like, let's use an example search outside of Google, right? So this authentication webhook process, <laughs> let's say, for example, somebody... Like you said earlier, mind and body or, or service Titan or right. something of that sort, right? You have some sort of external product or service or platform and you're mm -hmm. bringing data in from that platform. You're trying to authenticate that data using yeah. high level. So here's, here's a, a simpler way to look at it. Authentication means is the user who's trying to use the software who they say they are. Like when yeah. you go to a website and you put your email and your password in, you're proving to that software, to that server, that you control that account because the, the keys into that account are your email and password. Or if you do two-factor authentication, like you get an SMS or you get an email or you're using a, um, an authenticator application, you're giving them proof that you are who you say you are because you are giving information that proves that you control some other system that that only you could control. So that inequivocally proves your identity. It authenticates who you are. Is that like when you go to McDonald's and you make an order and then you want to pick it up, they need to see the receipt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. Or, where, where, where you walk to McDonald's or Costco, they're looking at, hey, did you, did you pay for this, right? So that's authentication, right? Um, and then authorization refers to Okay, we know who you are, and you're allowed in here, but you're not allowed in the VIP, or you're not allowed to do these things in this fine establishment, right? So depending on who you are, the permissions that you have, you're allowed to do things, you're allowed to access information, you're allowed to use functionality. External authentication means that now it no longer has to be high level, the system of record of who's who and what they can do. Now your external system can drive that authentication process and to some extent that authorization nice. process. So when you work with companies that have 
especially if you're if you're going more into the enterprise. You're likely gonna find customers who already have infrastructure set in place to authenticate the users and to authorize what they can do in their platforms. So this goes back to eliminating friction. It is now possible to bring functionality from those systems into high level and not have to have high level record information about who they are and what they can do. That information can come with them from the external system. Right. Hey, so what's right. good about that is that keeps the, like when it comes to data privacy, you know, law, is that what is good about it? Is that, that you know, like some, some user have given permission for the data in that system so that's why high level doesn't have to store it. It keeps it a bit more safe or there's, there's all sorts of reasons why this is, this is a big deal. That's definitely one of them, but I would say the biggest one right now is it eliminates friction and it helps you not disrupt the business processes of your customers. You now have a mm -hmm. seamless path to integrate things that they had been doing before they met you or they've decided to use your agency and your software and your services, right? So that's yeah. the biggest one. It makes it easier for you to sell because you're not disrupting business processes. So where do webhooks fall into? Is webhook kind of like a, like a younger cousin that's kind of like, yeah, it kind of helps you, you know, move data across, but it's less safe? Well, so webhooks are the opposite direction of APIs. They're one and the same type of thing. They're ways by which two pieces of software can communicate with each other. When you think about APIs, for example, Hilevo has an API that you can write software to go and use, or you can use Sapir, make Integromat, make slash Integromat or Poppy, whatever. Um, you're actively sending or requesting information from Hilevo. So your, your application, when you're consuming an API, your application, your external system is driving that interaction. Webhooks are the other way around. You tell the system, hey, I would like to be notified when so-and-so, such-and-such thing happens inside. And then whenever, for example, a, con a contact is tagged with a specific tag, you can send the notification out from high level and then have that information be available in your external system to do something else, some other business process, right? For example, send them a postcard if you want, or add a customer record or update an order in your e-commerce, many things, uh, add a task in your project or, or um, your task management system for your team to go and fulfill, right? So if you're initiating the communication, you're using an API, you're driving the communication. If high levels initiating it, then that's a webhook. High level sending you away. It's a web hook. So it comes from the, the merge of two words webhook. Web is just, it just means is um, sent over the internet. It's a web scale, web technology, the interweb, the internet. That's what it, that's what web means. And hook is, um, it's a reference to points along a process where you can hook additional functionality or additional processes so if oh. i dummy down like if, if i say it like in a really stupid way but like i when i was a kid i used to go like fishing by the uh -huh. way is it like i put i put a piece of bread that would be like representative of a data 
and I would have give that data to a little fish out there. <laughs> so catch that fish. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So think about it this way. When you call customer support, um, you're initiating the communication and you have a problem that needs to be solved or you have something that you want to do. When customer support says, hey, would you, got, would you like to get a call back at some other time? We have an hour wait. Would you like to get a call back? And you tell them, yes, I'm interested in getting feedback on this matter. This is my phone number. Call me tomorrow at 9 a.m. with information about this matter. You initiating the communication with customer support, that's the analogous of an API. You're driving the communication. Customer support calling you back with additional information that was not available at that point, but is now available. That is a webhook. So webhooks yeah, so are good... callbacks for yeah. systems. So we don't get too far into the, the weeds here. Um, I guess a good example using high level would be if you go to high levels API documentation, you're basically saying to high level, how do I request things out of your system? How do I initiate this to get or put in data? One or the other, get or put. And there's other things, but like I want to either pull data out, I want to put data into high level, and I'm initiating it. Now, if high level is the basis for the data, meaning I'm sending data out of high level, or I'm using something like Zapier, you could just use webhooks and Zapier. That's where webhooks, that's where like the webhook would come in. So I'm running a workflow. All that data in the workflow needs to go somewhere else. So I use a webhook mm -hmm. step in the action, the workflow, and it sends the data out. Or I start a workflow with a webhook. The webhook comes in from Zapier and has a bunch of data in the webhook and it does a bunch of things in that workflow, right? But if I'm just like building things that connect to high level, that including the workflows, like I'm sending data in or I'm pulling data out via the API, that's you initiating it. So I think that's, uh, kind of layman's terms, like if people are actually building in high level, but a lot of people probably don't even know that, that those webhook steps exist. They just run marketing campaigns, they do calls, emails, texts, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, webhooks are incredibly powerful tools. And uh, yeah, so thanks, Sergio. We appreciate that. Well, if you guys are interested, like so you're listening to this, uh, Sergio is an incredible resource for anything development in terms of uh, high level, like outside high level too. But if you have questions for high level development, uh, he's in the developer console um, meetings every month and then in the developer Slack. He is in the, obviously, the, the Facebook group. So if you have any questions, reach out. You know, try not to take too much of his time because Chad HQ needs him, but he is definitely a good resource. Yeah, just volunteered me. <laughs> but yes, I know, yes, well, I know. I, 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 I shipped you I'll, out to people. I'll be the first one to reach out, Serge, because, I mean, my background is, you know, fitness. Um, over the last 10 years, been in the fitness industry, every single role you can imagine, from being a personal trainer to managing gyms and whatnot. Uh, I now focus on helping gyms with my agency, right? And one of the big ones, so you mentioned the word mind-body, and I mind-body very well. I've used it before. Um, it's got its, you know, it's good, but it's also got its setbacks or, you know, shortcomings. Um, so with API, what you're basically saying is what I could now offer to potential clients is like, because we, you know, we know high level is awesome for be able to offer clients how they capitulate, nurture, and close. But if I want to do a bit of a like some unique follow up campaign, I know there's some campaigns, some basic campaigns in mind, buddy. But like, if I wanted to be really nuanced and say what I can offer your gym is um, any member that have just smashed their like a workout i want that 
information to be put into my into high level so that I can keep a record of total workouts they do and then right. do some more nuanced workflows based on that. Right. So the key is who knows which system is it that knows when that thing happens. And then in this case, if you have a checkout and you have that information being provided to MindBody or you have data being provided to MindBody as it happens, high level is not aware of that. Right. So setting up something within MindBody to send a notification out, that is a webhook because it is hooking into a process that is happening and running something in another place that depends on it. It doesn't oh, interrupt so that process, right? It does not interrupt that process. It's a way to do something else on another place when specifically this event or this action happens. All right. I need to explore this a bit more. Yeah. This is a geek out segment. I don't feel geeked out enough on this. I need to understand well, this. Here, here's, <laughs> here's, another, here's another geeky topic here. Uh, they just dropped array functions in workflow. It's a workflow premium That's action. So it's an array function. So let me pull this up on my screen here. Uh, let's see. Workflow functions. Can you guys see my screen? Uh, yeah, I can. A wide screen, okay. blank. Cool. Well, it's probably loading. There we yeah, go. There loading. we go. Yep, that's cool. Okay. So they have these array functions. Sorry, I actually clicked the screen. It looks like these, these images are clickable. I don't know why. Um, you can see them pretty well. So uh, array functions. So Sergio, walk us through um, array functions so that we understand what the hell these are. Because like, if you look at the examples, for you know, this one would be like action type find, and then we're finding an item, which is a Shopify item. It's line items. Then we need like a key and a value, and the key would be uh, like ID or price or quantity, and the value would be yeah, I'm whatever. Already, you're right? losing me here. <laughs> but, so I'll give you the example because I understand what they're saying here, and Sergio can get into like the details. But essentially, if you have, let's say, this example is Shopify. So you're trying to see it says like in the below example, you're using a Shopify order place trigger, checking if the product ID matches. So essentially what you're doing is you're saying, we need to find the line item. And then this key field, we're going to go to ID. And the value here is going to match the value of the product ID that we're checking to see if was purchased, right? And this could be like a necklace or a pair of shoes or whatever you're selling. Mm -hmm. And this step is identifying data that normally wouldn't be identifiable other than using this array function and saying, we need to find this data and make sure that this is the product that is that was purchased. Does that make sense? And then Sergio, obviously the array functions, like I don't fully understand them. So you're going to have to really geek out with us here and let us know what the hell that means. But I can figure it out from what they're showing here. Just like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, intuitively I can figure that out, but I don't know exactly what array functions are. Right. Okay. So arrays in arrays are, um, software speak for lists of things. So a bunch of things that are organized in one after the other. Um, and this is important because in, in for example, in e-commerce, you saw it in, in Shopify, you also see it in, um, when you get webhooks from Stripe that tell you that a subscription was created or a payment was made. 
a bunch of times you're going to have one or more, more than one item in a payment, for example. Um, for the longest time inside a high level, you could not handle data that contained lists within it. So, for example, if you get um, an event from Stripe and that event says, hey, payment process successfully, here's the list of the line items in this order, and there's three line items, you couldn't reach into the, the list of items and fish out, for example, the name and the price of each of them because high level couldn't, high level workflows couldn't handle lists of things in data. So, what this new release does is it gives high level workflows the ability to handle lists of things. And you can pull out specific information about items in that list. So, the base case for a list is a list of uh, text strings. So a list of names or a list of phone numbers, a list of emails, where you have a list and each item in the list is just the email or just the name. But what's more common in practice is that you have lists of little box of data that in software we call objects. So you have a list of contact records, for example, or you have a list of line items in an e-commerce or a payment, payment processing type of events. Or you have a list of um, interaction events on the website, on a website, where you have clicked this item and viewed this content and expanded this funnel. So you can have a list of events where each of the items in, the, in that list have more, have more information about it than just one name or one single piece of art. What this release does, it lets high level process lists of items, but also reach into those lists of items and bring out specific pieces of information that you can then use in further steps down the line in that work. So it's really, really powerful and adds some functionality that had been missing from workflows. And it's going to make it a lot easier to interact with. For example, like a big use case is e-commerce and payment processing. So let me get this, let me, let me see if I get, if I got it right. Um, if I'm trying to create a workflow and do, you know, put a basic if else can, you know, look up if else branches and I could have, you know, does it have this tag or does it have this tag or does it have this tag? I would have to have those tags pre-configured already, right? Now, what you're saying and what a way I understand is I could do if else, but instead of using tags, I could do it based on lookup, based on an array. Based on the actual thing. data in the event. Right. So like, for example, right. Here's a couple that you might consider doing. Um, only continue down this branch if the total number of items in the list of items in the order is three or more. Or only continue down this other branch these two specific products are present in the list of line items. Like if you're, if you're sending, for example, if you're sending um, a congratulations or a thank you message to people who bought two items together and you're adding a promo or you're giving them a rebate or you're giving them access right. to something else. They bought two products, but they have to buy two of the, the two at the same time. You can now do so here's where, like that. So here's where I think this can be really helpful. And now I, now I understand exactly. So th thanks for clarifying that. Cause I mean, this is a bit more techy stuff and I mean, I'm, I love tech stuff, but 
what I think this is really powerful when it comes to personalization. I mean, I don't yes. know if you guys know Kristen Rushman. She's a legend when it comes to email, email marketing and getting emails into an inbox. But, you know, there's obviously a technical side on, on that front. But the big one is behavioral, right? That's, that's yeah. a big thing. Behavioral emails. What does that mean? Is like sending emails based on behavior of your, of your subscribers and their preferences, right? So you could essentially, in this example, you could do a campaign, look up based on the colors of a t-shirt. So look, you know, look up people that like this brown t-shirt and then tag them. All right. And then so, what are you do in the next? Yeah. So sorry to interrupt. One thing I think we had to, we have to clarify is, is this only available or not available, but only like usable? Or applicable if the intro trigger to the workflow is a webhook, because oh, that's yeah. when all that data. Because I'm looking it Not up now, right? Not necessarily. Okay. But the thing is, for the longest time, because high level didn't support this, they didn't let they didn't have, and they didn't let you create pieces of data inside customer records that were rates that were lists. The one exception being maybe tags, but this paves the way for other more complex data inside a high level. So even if, if would this support it? So that, that would probably be a good way to test it. Um, that's with yeah, I'm kind of testing of now is it, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look like there's, I'll, I can share my screen here, but it doesn't look like there's options when you click on the array action, unless mm -hmm there's data available from the trigger. Just there may to be similar to webhooks, but it, there may be data that I'm not seeing like because I'm not testing this workflow. But let's say, for example, it was a, a video tracking trigger, right? And let's say the filters I select are, I don't know, whatever the video tracking filters are, like in funnel or video duration percentage uh, greater than, I don't know, 50, okay? So if I save that trigger and that trigger happens, that means some data is coming into that workflow no matter what. So I think that at that point, then the uh, array function will allow me to select something maybe, or maybe it needs an inbound webhook because then the data, you're you have to test the inbound webhook trigger. So I, I actually share my screen. I'll show people what that looks like really quick um, because that's something that I learned and something that's not. Uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't gone super deep into it. Uh, but one thing that I do know is when you're building a custom action in in a high-level um, application, for example, you're building a custom action to integrate with another system or to do something else. Um, if you return an array in, if you give back in, in your response, if you give high-level back a list of things, like a list of objects, for example, there's no... It, was not possible to use that data in the next steps in the workflow. Right. Because high level can have the ability to work with lists. Now high level has the ability to work with lists. So, and mm -hmm. I know that it's a premium action, but this paves the way for you bringing other data, data from external systems that are lists of things and then using that, those lists of things downstream yeah. in your workflow automations. Right. So, so here's, here's the inbound webhook, right? So essentially what you do is when you go into triggers, you say, Hey, high level, I want to start this workflow with an inbound webhook. What that means is if I have a zap or some, some other system that can uh, catch data from a webhook or send data, uh, I'm sorry, send data to a webhook URL, 
I would take this URL, okay, for example, Zapier, right? I would take this URL, I'd paste it into Zapier, and I would click test webhook, okay? So any data that's coming from the previous zaps would then get sent to this webhook. And then in this mapping reference, I would check for new requests, and I would have data within this test, okay? So once I have that data, then I can click save trigger. And obviously, see, it says a mapping reference is required to save this, so I can't do that. But that's what my understanding is here, is if I have that data that exists within this workflow, then I can go into array functions here, and I have the find action, and then I will have options here. That That's what I'm understanding. But again, this this is brand new, and I'm we're all geeking out here, but I still. It's almost yet. like a. It's almost like a variation to an if-else conditions, where you use an array as opposed to an if-else for this. In a way, that's certainly one way not, you can use it. Yes. Yeah. But you can also, for example, not maybe not right now. And what are what are the other um, action types? There's no other actions. Just find. Okay. So, so yeah. So the difference I see from if-else. Sorry to interrupt, but like this would be more like. Hey, high level, this is the set of data I want, like Sergio said, to use later. So like we're just yeah. establishing that like this is a group of data that we want to then be able to select later, like in an FL statement. So like if we use this function and we say find all of the product IDs that were purchased. So every single product ID is going to be the field. So it'll be like product ID. And then later when we go into an if else, so if we go down here to if else, we'll be able to say branch is and it'll probably have see array functions and it'll say array functions is product id blank or something like that right so what you're doing is you're establishing a new set of data so that you could use it later in the workflow does that make sense yeah. and yes and that they will probably expand on that so today you're fishing out or pulling out specific pieces of information now i don't know if you I don't know about you guys, but I feel geeked out and now. I think we move on the next segment. So guys, this next segment, I'm super excited about. This is, you know, if you're not nerds and this wasn't too exciting for you, well, this next one, it might be more exciting uh, from that front. Um, we calling it move the needle segment, right? And what it is, it's simply focusing on one specific strategy to help you, um, help your age, help you and your agency move the needle forward. What does it mean? Well, especially, specifically with sales, right? And other things, but sales is a big one, right? It might be some efficiency-related topics in that next time. But today, I'm excited to to actually host this one myself because um, um I've just tested it um this last week and it worked really well. What I'm talking about is a strategy how you can generate SaaS customers. Let's get into it. Strap in, entrepreneurs and growth gurus, for our Move the Needle segment, where we zoom in on one game-changing strategy, tactic, or tool designed to turbocharge your business trajectory, high-level style. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. So, um, you know, my SaaS journey, it's, it's a newer one. I've been developing a lot. You know, my thing is building premium snapshots. Initially, I built them for myself. Um, started offering them to other agencies as well. You'll probably hear that later on in this episode about it. But um. I am now at the stage where I'm actually really actively marketing uh, for SaaS. And I um, was looking at some of the options, what I could do, you know, advertise, you know, cold email, things like that. But one that really stood out for me, and it was really obvious as well, is I already had established relationships with people in the industry, in, uh, in the fitness industry specifically, because that's my background. 
And one of my one of my mates, he has a very successful martial arts club. And I actually, for a while, have been thinking that would be my first niche I would go into. Right? It's a really tough niche. Generally, martial artists don't really have that much money. Um, most of them have a bit, bit of a hobby. They kick off their own martial art clubs themselves. And they might even coach in their own club. And so anyway, that, that's usually not that much money. So I was looking at, well, how, how do I help these guys, A, and how do I get them to buy, right? And so what we did is I got together with my mate and I said, look, let's do a webinar. He actually just happened to launch his consulting site where he actually provides a business coaching to martial artists, right? So he already has been doing it for the last six months. He's been you know, building his brand, his personal brand. He's been reaching out to, to martial artists. He's been you know, selling them consulting. And he's got a higher program, but it's all strategy. It's all consultative, right? But the point being is he already has a list. Now, I don't really have a list of martial artists, right? So I was like straight away, well, that's the leverage. We already have a relationship. He already knows what I do. He's my customer. I forgot to mention that. He's a customer of mine. So he knows what mm -hmm. I do on my white level, you know, version of high level. He's, you know, what I've been doing for him that he loves. And so we decided, you know, let's do a webinar together. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll co-host it. We'll 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 chip in both of us for you know for the efforts to market it. We'll chip in both of us for you know for the effort on labor mm. where I put the and we run it. We didn't really get that many uh, martial artists sign up because it was a really short time frame. I was literally I got back from high level from Dallas. We literally had about a week. Uh, so we had about a week to promote it. We had about um we had about eleven to RSVP to sign up for it. We had about five or six, I can't remember, turn up. And it was obviously a specific topic. Uh, in this case, it was a topic on how we can get your martial arts clubs, get 50 new students by the time it gets to February, give you a strong start to the new year so you get new students into your club. So we covered it. Um, I covered the software side. He covered the strategy side. We had some really poppy slides going on. And now, and here's, here's, here's what worked, and here's why I'm sharing it, is... I could have just easily at the end just pitch my SaaS and just get them on as a customer, right, to, to buy. But instead what we did is, and I mean that could have been successful to a certain extent, but I already kind of felt like I might not get that many signups. I might have to put a bit of an inter, a middle, like a middle step into that funnel. And so what we decided to do is we're going to run a challenge. So we did a three-week challenge. We actually just kicked it off this week um, where we would say, you know, you pay a smaller amount, you know, 200 bucks. And that's going to cover you for the challenge for the three weeks. The challenges are going to include a weekly tactical call with me on Mondays, more like an implementation call. So you get three of those. On Wednesday, it's going to cover strategy with, with, with Tom, with the partner. And you get a 30-day free trial to my software. So we had five turn up for the webinar to sign up for the challenge, which is, what is that, 40% conversion? I think that's, that's pretty great, good. man. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So whilst the volume wasn't there, the conversion is 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 decent. So I mean, we'll see with higher volume what what the average is out. But I'm thinking it could work really well. And now I already have, you know, we kicked it off. I had my tactical call on Monday. Um, the way I structured it is, you know, showing them how to do the setup. So it's not done for you. It's I'm doing it with you. But I'm building. The main thing is I'm building rapport. So I get them on these right. calls. Now I've built my community inside my high level. They're already in there. And I know that when the, the 30 days kicks, kicks in, they'll automatically flip into a, a plan, right? 
and they already know it. I've been transparent about it. This is how much it's going to cost you. Now, I charge on my plan is 297 So I said 297 right after that. And the whole goal here over the next 21 days is just to move the needle in your business, going, set up some powerful things like, like build your own chatbot that can answer questions, potential parents looking at classes for their kids, things like that, little low-hanging fruits that I can really help them. And um, it seems like it's working really well. And I already have one of those two guys actually emailing me back and saying, hey, how much would it be just to do it all for me, you know, instead of doing it with you kind of thing. So yeah. if, you, if, you're, you know, if you're out there, and I'm going to wrap it up here because we're already kind of stretching out, but if you're out there and you're looking at like all those posts in a group and the people sharing that, you know, how many new SaaS members they've just signed up and you'd be like, how did you do that? You know, and you you lack creativity or you don't know the blueprint. Well, here's one. You could try this. You know, and it was like, you just gotta do it. You just gotta start. Just gotta That's do what it. you did. Yeah. Five people, forty percent conversion rate. Next one's gonna be ten people. You maintain that forty percent. Still four people, right? Four new customers over and over and over. Yeah. Run paid ads to the webinar, right? You just keep rocking and rolling. So yeah. The, the, main, the main magic of this strategy, though, I would say, and I'm going to replicate it in my future ones when I'm ready to maybe dive into other niches that I'm not a subject matter expert, is I'll get people on my podcast, maybe this month or maybe the success-inspired one as guests. If they're coaches, they, you know, like I've got a coach as a sales coach for banking industry or finance, right? So he already has a massive base. Build a relationship with that person and say, hey, I do this, you do that. I think we can benefit if we do this thing together. And I don't have yeah. to do any ads, no zero ads, and I'll just leverage off their already existing network. Other people's yeah. networks. Yeah, build, yes. yeah, build affiliate market, uh, affiliate programs oh, for your customers. Yeah, make sure they get a good into your software. Yeah, yeah. Let them Give pay them for their back. own software. Yeah, let yeah. That, the affiliate commission pay for the software. So what's cool about this segment, by the way, Vit, is me and Sergio obviously run ChatHQ. We're also going to be doing a high-level SaaS to um, like leverage how to sell ChatHQ as an intro. So we're going to have that as like a move the needle. You run high-level stuff. You have your own snapshot business. You're also doing high-level SaaS. So we're going to have a lot of use cases from our own, all of our own personal experiences uh, to bring to you guys. So if you're first-time high-levelers or if you're just looking for new strategies, if you've hit some sort of plateau that you want to you know, kind of break through, right? Um, we're also going to, the people that we have on this podcast are going to be a mixture of successful business people or successful high-level business people. Like if they're not, outside a high level and they're still successful business people, they've done it with high level or they're bringing in strategies to help you move the needle uh, outside of high level, like just business strategies, mindsets, processes, procedures, things like that. So I love this segment. Uh, it's gotta be one of my favorite, honestly, even though we're doing like a Joe Rogan thing. Uh, it, this is one of my favorite because it gives people a reason to go, I really wanna listen to, to what the hell Vit and Andrew are saying today, right? Like we're, we're gonna bring you guys something you could take and go test and go try to get success like like vit did on his webinar right like just get some success feel confident and go do it again over and over and over until you start scaling 100 100 percent. and we're mi totally mindful of everyone's time so the way we've engineered it is these are the segments like the way we've engineered it is there are segments so you can pick and choose which segments relates to you most and there's going to be timestamps you can click and then get straight into that segment and maybe listen to the other ones later on. So you have that flexibility there. Um, let's move on to the next one. This is the last one. Uh, we don't really have much for it, but we just wanted to give it a bit of a bit of a um, 
announcement on this last one, and this is really exciting to me, and, and purely because this is about inspiring others. This is about the bigger picture, right? We call this three quick impact stories in under three minutes. So what this is, is we're going to give an opportunity to any agency out there that is using high level and is making impact in the world. It's making impact on clients, not just the client's business, but the the, the underlying lifestyle of the of the owner of that business, you know, maybe they have a family or, you know, whatever that is, but positive, inspiring stories of how you as an agency have helped a particular client and what was that impact. So we're going to give you guys an opportunity to submit a six, because we want to keep it snappy, right? We, otherwise, we're going to rattle on or too long, right? So we're going to keep this snappy. You have an opportunity to submit a 60-second um, audio recording. We'll have a funnel for it later on. We'll advertise uh, what audio or video, Vi- audio or video, right? Like or, if they want to do video, because we'll be on yep. YouTube and Spotify and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even better, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you're shy, audio is fine as well, right? But the idea is that you just do it in 60 seconds. Keep it short. Keep it snappy. It's not about you. It's about the client, and it's about what you did for them. And you get to, you know, and you get to have a shout out of your agency name. Damn so it. keep an eye out on that. We're super excited about that. That's coming. And that's, that's, nice. that's pretty much it. So, you know, we, uh, the last kind of bit is just like us, follow us, share this podcast. Uh, we, we need to make something very clear here. Uh, high level probably won't let us promote ourselves in the community. So, you know, if you want to share us in the community, share us with the people, you know, through high level, uh, through the high level community, uh, we want to bring as much value to you guys as possible. Having someone like Sergio on here, uh, talking about development, talking about high level, talking about his experience and his life is incredibly valuable to people, especially if they're starting off and they get to hear this uh, this person that has been through trials and tribulations and, and been through the ringer and still comes out the other side building and and having, you know, having success, like finding success. And then obviously me and Vit, you know, we, we do this every day too. Like I work every day with Sergio and, and I do my own thing and Vit's got his own businesses. So, um, you know, if you have people that you know in the high-level community or people you're trying to get into the high-level community, we really believe that we're bringing a lot of value to you guys. And that's what this is all about. We're going to have advertisements. We're going to have pitches and things like that. Um, but we need to make money too. We want to make sure that the value is the reason you're listening to the show and everything else is just cake, right? Everything else is just something that we have to add in for ourselves, but we want to make sure that we walk away from this, inspiring people, helping people. And if you think it's going to help other people go ahead and like, and share this. And I think that's, that's kind of the only thing I have to say like Forrest Gump would say, that's all I got to say about that, right? <laughs> well, so that I should be our it. segment at the end. That, that'll be the last segment. That's all I got to say about that. Well, I, <laughs> I, I got to say thank you guys for having me. Um, it's great. It's always great to get to geek out on, on the camera and, and to go deep yeah, on uh, like technical stuff, but also business and, and life and resiliency. Um, so thank you for yeah. the opportunity. Happy that yeah, I'm here. So, Serge, while, while you're still here, man, what, tell the people where they can find you. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I should probably have made that my uh, name here in the, you know, the thing. No, no, no. We'll post it in all the descriptions yeah. and, and everything. So, I don't worry about it. Here's, here's, here's where it, uh, it becomes tricky. My username on all of the socials is if you take the word Cuban and the word sandwich, you put them together and take the vowels out. So that is CBN. <laughs> S N D W C H. It's Cuban sandwich everywhere. <laughs> so that's on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter. Oh, 
Uh, it's even like guys, half of our. There's so many profile names for Gen HQ that are just Cuban sandwich, like our Vault, our Vault for Bitwarden's Cuban sandwich dot Vault or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right, so that's that. So that's a CBN S N D W C H, guys. Yes. I try to keep things different and inspiration, man. I love your inspiration quotes, the the quote cards. I love those. Yeah. So those are all um, sound bites that I've taken out from from Sunset. I like. Um, so yeah, if you go to my Instagram, you're gonna see a bunch of quotes from songs that I think are you know powerful sound bites. So the the search experience is um, is different <laughs> everywhere you go. So you can you can pick where to interact it's with me depending. It's on, like it's like uh, Bernie. You want to it's like Bernie Sanders uh, campaign. Feel the burn. Feel the surge. There you go. Yeah. Cheer you man. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on, man. Yes, Your sir. Patient zero, I bro. People are going to ask, they're going to ask, when did this all start? Like a virus. Patient zero, Sergio Leone. 100%. And thank you guys again for those of you listening. This has been really exciting and in the works for a while. And we are excited about this. And I hope that you are excited about this as well. Um, But once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like, share, and uh, what else you can do. Make sure you check out the website, highlevelexperience.com, where you can find show notes links um anything else that we mentioned anything that might be useful to you and your journey as a high leveler we appreciate you we value you and thank you until if, next time if you want to be a guest you can fill out the form on the website and if you want to put your impact story on the show you can also fill out a form on the website Ooh, balloons look at that I balloons. Don't know how the hell that happened <laughs> I look at that hand signal. Know, it's like <laughs> a hand signal like this a balloon hand signal <laughs> so yeah yes we thank you so much for listening, guys. And if you want to be part of the show, you can find us at highlevelexperience.com. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to the very first episode. Serge, thank you so much for being here, man. Happy to. Thank you guys for having me. See you next and, week, uh, guys.